By the way, right. before we start, what are we talking about? Hockey. Yeah. yeah. Boston Bruins hockey. Wait, we talk hockey in this show? G- Jimmy. Oh, by, by the way, uh, Dave, you're recording, right? At the end of the day, we're not quite getting out of Jake what we want. Uh, some of that is circumstance and situational. He's moved around, been hurt. Uh, his center, he's played with in the past, has been hurt. So, uh, But I still feel he's been given you know, ice time to performed his best of his ability. We, we just feel that we're not getting the effort required. It's, it's, it's not always about the score sheet, Steve. The guy's scared, okay? He's got, he's going to do what gets him to, gets him his, his, his President's Trophy, number one seed, because it's safe. Boston B party. Boston B party. Boston B party. Marshawn drags the backhand across the line. Marshawn down the slot. Oh, what a combination! Bergeron buries it! Touch passes from Marshawn to Pasternak, and Bergeron puts the Bruins up 3-0 on Tommy Wilson and the Washington Caps. Lighting it up and like being like, oh, like you, I mean, Pachichi Bergeron, woo! Grizzly closes to the half boards, and Marshawn is there at the back door. It's 4-0, and Tom Wilson gets up and leaves the penalty bench. Having seen three goals, I would rather take a Rask as an actual goalie, not the contract, the skill of Tuka Rask. Grizzlick, the slap pass intended for Marshawn, and Pasternak scores on a long drive. The Bruins end their longest power play drought in three years. Well, uh, not at the current rate that we're going. Uh, you know, clearly, we've played well defensively in the last five games or such. And- just haven't generated uh, a finish, I should say. Um, it's arguably, uh, final five is just, you know, it's not where it needs to be to, to consistently win um, or, or to extend leads if you can get them. You know, injuries are playing a little bit of a factor there from the, on, on the back end, but we've also, as I said, not given up that much. Open um, playing pretty well, so yeah, I think it's a major concern. I think Sweeney's been mediocre at best. We still have the same problems now as we did four years ago. All right, did Tyler figure out what the show's about yet? (laughs) Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. Joining me today, hungover Justin Ventola and... Uh, sleepy Tyler Scales. How we doing, gentlemen? What's going on there, Dave? And sleepy, but right, I'm doing uh, good, man. Uh, uh, since the last time we talked, Boston went three and two, splitting um, shutouts, four nothing shutouts with the New York Rangers, a split in Pittsburgh, and a much tighter at times game than I would have liked against Buffalo, especially through the first two periods. Yesterday, the NHL postponed um, today's Bruins. Buffalo game and Tuesday's Bruins Islanders game due to four more players in the COVID protocol. The team facilities are going to be closed until Wednesday at the earliest. Um, this morning I read that the other four players were, uh, it was originally Corrali from what, Thursday night? Um, Jake DeBrusque, David Craigie, David Pasternak, and Craig Smith are all also in protocols right now. Um, you know, other than Pasternak, the rest of them can stay there. They're not really, say, yeah. uh, like, yeah. seriously. Um, Tyler, your dad, you know, 
tweeted out that we're, we're a little off. I think more me than anything about trading Krejci. I'm going to say, sorry, Roger, I disagree. Time to get some value for the guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. Love love you, Father. Great guy. But, yeah, um, the Bruins, like I said, 3-2. and two, Their power play has been 5 for 20 in the last five games. 25%, you know, that's pretty um, pedestrian for the for the Bruins' power play, I would say. About their penalty kill, 17 for 18, 94.4% is probably the only reason that they've been in some of these games. Uh, Tyler, why don't you give me your thoughts on the last few games? Uh, they were definitely better than the ones we had last time. I mean, literally, the last few games we had last week were like, we were talking about, yeah, we got, we got to trade these players, DeBrusque, Krejci, DeBrus stepped up in these games. I, I saw it in the the first Rangers game. He did. He played really well. It was, it, it was just a branded look on him. He was awesome that night against the, the first game of the Rangers. And then they just, for some reason, just fell off. I don't know what happened there. And with these Pittsburgh games, man, they were close. I mean, they were, the Pittsburgh was like, they were like undefeated for like eight games. They were having a huge win streak. And then we just, we had a pretty close games with them. We didn't get the win the first time, but we came back the second time, stepped up. And then Buffalo, well, it's Buffalo, man. They, they just they just suck right now. Yeah, honestly, guys, like these games, for me, I don't know about you, but have been absolutely abysmal to watch. Like they're like I have not been excited about them. They have been like grinded out games. They've been too close. I mean, like it's just right now, like. I, you know, their offense wasn't great, I thought, going into the season, but their offense is just so easy for teams to uh, play against. And, like, you know, sure, they put up four four goals against a lowly Buffalo Sabres team. Um, but they it, just, it, it took them over 40 minutes to put up three of them, you know, the, those last three. Like, well, that's, it, it, uh, weren't two of those on the power play, Dave? Uh, at least one of them was. Yeah, at, at least, least one of those ones a power play, but I feel like two of them were as well. Not entirely sure. But it's just, out, again, outside of that top line, they have just been absolutely abysmal to watch. Every line that you roll out there, and Cassidy has, you know, tried several different lines. Um, it's just, they just, they putz around. They're always chasing the puck. Um, there's no creativity. There's no... Um, you know, just create. There's just no, oh my gosh, no excitement to their game right now. It, it's all I mean, stagnant offense. It's all the. It's oh. all the same. There's nothing new. I mean, you had a um, a Brad Mosh on assist recently that was like highlight reel for anyone's career. It was pretty awesome. Where he went uh, inside out on, uh, I think it was Buchnevich. Oh, for that shorthanded goal, that was that was. I mean, that was nasty. That yeah, was, that I was mean, that was, that was just sick. That was, but that. that was, it, that would, like you said, it's shorthanded and it's not five on five. It's, it's shorthanded, and guess who it's from? Your Marshan Bergeron or Posnock. Yeah. I mean, that that that's the only exciting line to throw out there. And I feel bad for them, quite honestly, because you know they they're working their asses off each game because they know, hey, if we don't score, we're most likely losing this game. I mean, defense has been okay. I mean, I guess like you held Pittsburgh. Um, although I will say, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you guys saw that ass hat move by Marshan against Pittsburgh the other night. Um, empty net. The guy tries to roof it and be all fancy. I'm like, dude, just <sighs> throw it in. Put it in, man. My God. Had, had Pittsburgh scored and they tied it up, 
They nearly did. What the hell did you just do that? You just missed us an opportunity. Oh, they, they nearly uh, actually won that game just, just for that dumb move. Oh, dude, that was brutal. And so, either way, again, their, their offense. And honestly, what scares me personally, gentlemen, is one, um, we don't have any forward prospects to put in there, or at least none of them are ready yet. Uh, and two, I don't think it's going to be solved by a trade. I really don't. I, I mean, you can trade for Paul Mary. You can trade for, like, you know, like a solid winger. I don't think it solves their issues at all. I think it goes way deeper than that. I think Krejci's done. I don't know what's going on with Coyle. He had, like, a good little segment there, but he hasn't been himself. Um, so, I like, like I think the reality is this, this team is just not good, and they I don't know how they can solve this midseason, so – yeah, I hear what you're saying. And, you know, it's, if we go back to um, the two Rangers games, you know, Halak makes 27 saves for his 52nd career shutout. David Krejci finally scores 20 games into the season. Jake DeBrus yep. scores after uh, being a healthy scratch for the first time this season. And, you know, frankly, I think you should sit him a little bit more often. Um, Brad Marchand, of course, the stud of that game, other than Halak, three assists. Sinition, uh was this his first game of the season? Yeah, and one, yeah, yeah, one of these games were actually the first time ever that the three 2015 NHL draft picks were playing together. First right. time it happened, it took him six years. Blows my mind. Only one of their draft class, too. And, you know, Sinition played just under 12 minutes, had three shots, and uh, I believe he's injured. So that's fun that's phenomenal and then on the saturday game against new york i mean saturday one o'clock game this this team can't get it up they need some fucking viagra or something to get going um, absolutely they only put up 18 shots against keith kincaid like seriously sounds like someone out of the partridge family uh <laughs> zimbajad has two assists panarin returns from being what what was he called back to Russia for it, speaking out against Putin or something? Yeah, there's um, some weird they, thing going on with him. He's got an assist against Halak. Not great in the first period, but still 29 saves. Cassidy calls out the team for not even having a B game. I mean, I wouldn't even give that a Z game from them. And you know, and oh, and after sitting out and then coming back and scoring, Jake DeBrusque is on COVID protocols. You know, the power play goes 0 for 5 in this one. Again, fortunately for you, your penalty kill was perfect. Um, you know, I, what are the Bruins going to do, Justin, to get going on these these day games? Like, we'd, we'd probably be sitting through, if it wasn't for COVID, later on this afternoon, we'd probably be sitting through another game ripping our hair out. Yeah. Wondering, wondering why this team, team can't start on time for a 1 o'clock game. You know, David. Honestly, I don't know. I, I I really don't know what the issue is. I, I I like why why with these matinee games do they just come out so flat and get takes so long to get going? Um, I mean, you have you have a guy like Bergeron as your captain, uh, Bruce Cassie, who you know is willing to call out his players and like you know and publicly say like, hey, we weren't good enough. These players need to step it up and so on and so forth. Um, so I just don't know. I I really don't know. I, I mean. Maybe maybe some of the youth on the roster that we're seeing, like maybe they're like kind of a little bit more lackadaisical, and so they're yeah. not. You know, I I've thought of that, but at the same point, has hasn't this been happening like going back to Claude with with this entire core? 
Oh, like the like the wet fart games. You know what I mean? Like yeah. close, you can always guarantee. You can always guarantee a wet fart game where like they would just barely play. It would be like a one nothing game or a two one game. It'd be a boring game to watch. Like those Thursday games. Remember those Thursday Claude Julian games? You could almost always count on one of those as being just a crappy game. Um, and so that's I I I just don't know. I, I don't know what, what what it is with this team. I really I I don't know. I wish I, I wish I knew. I, I wish I knew too, man. It's it's confusing. We have Cassidy Bergeron. It's like amazing laters, and then the whole team just seems like not motivated to play at all. It's, yeah, it's, I, it's strange. I, I'd like to do a survey of all 31 teams and see in the last five years, you know, records on early games because I I feel like and I'll 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 include five o'clock games, three thirty games as as early games too. Anything before seven o'clock because. I feel like they they don't show up for those five o'clock games either, and that's only starting two minutes earlier than normal. So what the hell's going on? You know, like serious is is it coaching? Is it chemistry? Is it not giving a crap? I don't know. Well, hey, yeah. it's like uh, like Bruce Cassidy said about Jake DeBrus, right? If there was a if there was a magic fix, we would try it, but. There isn't, and we don't know what the fix is. Well, so. no, there is a magic fix. It's called being consistent. And this team, th- <laughs> yeah. this, this team's about con- as consistent as a politician for crying out loud. Oh God! <laughs> you never oh, know. God, you never man. know if you're gonna get the truth out of them. And that's what's brutal to watch because some of these games, like I'm just like, like that Rangers game a little while ago, I was like, God, like you know, you watch them, you're like, they're better than this. I mean, they're not, they're not still, but they're better than this. I mean, come on, like you know, and like we have to sit there and just watch. You know, it's um between them and the Celtics, like. Two brutal Boston sports teams to watch. Like, it's absolutely Yeah, and then we got the Patriots still with Cam Newton around too, which is don't, might be also Don't get brutal. me started on that. Oh, yeah. I don't. I, I, know, I know Belichick made a bunch of moves this week to try and make his team look good. But if you're going to go into the season with Cam Newton again, I don't care if he has a full off season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that. I mean, it's been so bad. I might have to go watch the New England Revolution. It's going to – it's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might be, even if they're decent enough to play. I'm gonna try and find some pirated Boston Pride games and start watching ladies hockey during uh, during football season, if that's the case. <laughs> and, and that's not a jab at women's hockey. That's a jab at the fact that you can't see it on TV. I'd love to show my daughter it. So, all right. Um, so. Boston then travel after New York travels to Pittsburgh. Um, Bruins put up 43 shots on what was that the the Monday night game against Tristan Yari. Is it Yari or Jari? I don't know. I've I heard of Jari. I think it's Jari. Tr- they said Tristan Jari. Yeah, Jari. Yeah. Um, and a 4 to 1 loss. Grizzlick is the only one who scores. Uh, Yaroslav Halak is the you know 22 shots stopped. Boston at that point is one three and one in their last five games. Um, Jake DeBrusque, I guess, is the only positive out of that. He returned after a false positive, had two shots in fifteen forty-eight of time on ice. Um, Malkin for Pittsburgh scored at his eleven hundredth point, so that's you know pretty good for him. It was a wrist shot from the right circle on the power play. Um, and then the very next night, Dan Vladar makes his. Uh, First career start, obviously, in his not his NHL NHL debut after what the Bruins did to him in the playoffs last year. 
Uh, he had an amazing stick save on a wide open net to earn the two to one victory. And the second night sick. of back to bats, back to backs, excuse me, David Pasternak and Trent Frederick with the goals. Um, this is the game. Jared Tenori left the game about halfway through the game, about 12:57 of the second period, after taking a hit from Brandon Tanev. Um, the hit gets got, Tanev I, a five-minute major and a game misconduct uh, for boarding. I horrible. Nice time Absolutely. to get a phone call. Uh, I think it was retaliation for the hit on Malkin in the corner in the first period, which I don't think either one of them were bad hits. But nope. that that was not boarding. Oh. I'm sorry. No. That was an open ice hit. Nope. I hated that call. I absolutely hated that call, Dave, because, like, I again, I, I love violence, aggression in hockey. I think it's part of the culture. I think it needs to stay with the sport. I love big, heavy hits like that. But, like, the NHL is screwing it up hard. They missed that one on Carlo. But then they call that one on Brandon Tanev. I it's ridiculous. Very- oh, my God. No. I, what the hell, man? Right, what is, t- what's t- wrong with these refs? They, they must be – they, they don't something. want the help. It's a, it's an ego thing. The NHL oh. needs to step in and say, no, you call that a major. That way you can re- you can review it because you can review you can review this stuff. So get in there and review it, and then all yeah. all reviews like that should go to the head official in the in the the stadium in the in the rink. You know, don't make a phone call back to Toronto because Boston will never win one of those because Toronto just even though they're not in our division this year, they're still gonna screw us. Oh God! They, they, they no help up there in Toronto. They're absolutely no help. I they swear know. to God, I'm like, yeah. City, Toronto, City Toronto is the reason why this reason this this damn league's going soft. If I'm going to be honest, I yeah. mean, really, people love hard hits. That right there was a hard hit, and you get a game misconduct for that. It's so bullshit. He was That's why not a lot of people for, for just like not as many hockey fans as before. He was like it's six just, feet away from the boards, and he slid four feet into the boards, like. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was, but it was it was it was clean hit. He didn't hit him from behind. The only thing you could maybe argue was that it was charging because he came from the other side of the ice and he lined him up. But outside of that, he just he hit him to know what he fell wrong and he got and he, you know he hurt his hip. I'm like, that's a hit. Where if the Bruins did that, I'd be like, oh, let's go. And then if they like called it on the Bruins, I'd be like, are you serious? Yeah. That was a clean hit. That's, so that's that, a clean that, hit. And yeah. Tanev had every right to be pissed off about that. That was he cool. did. Yeah, and I feel Crosby bad for came that out guy. the next day saying, you know, the NHL needs to do something. You know, this is an exact quote, but saying the NHL needs to do something about this because it's getting ridiculous. And like you said, um, they don't call it on Carlo, who's, you know, knocked out for the last two weeks for crying out loud uh, on a hit that by a guy who everybody in the league knows is a scumbag. Great, great talent, but he's a scumbag when it comes to these hits. And then this one, he, again, he's a quarter of a mile away from the boards, and you're going to call him for boarding? He didn't hit him from behind. The, he nope. saw him coming. Justin, the, the whole charging penalty to me, and this is just my own opinion on that, you could call that on any play. Just like in football, you could call holding on any play. You know, like you take one extra half a stride, and it's charging. So I. Yeah. No, I, think I that's mean, just a call that's. It's true, Dave. I mean, I feel the same way about like interference. I feel like you know the interference, like like they divvy it up. But I feel so so many things can be considered interference that I'm like, you know, you might as well kind of like group it all together. I don't know, but I I, I hear you that charging thing. Um, but I, I was just I was just thinking, I was like, at the very most, that's all they should have called. But like that's even the stretch. So yeah. and even but, even when you call that major and you go back and you look at it. All right, you want to reduce it to a two-minute and let them stay in the game? I'm fine with that. 
you know, you should have taken the penalty off the board because it wasn't a penalty. It was, it was not. An, no. It was an unfortunate um, outcome to a pretty decent hit, if you ask. Like a nice hard hit, like we were saying. So, I don't know. I just, the NHL officiating has been shitty at best <laughs> for years, Absolutely you know. Not. Well, you know, and I, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, and I think we've alluded to it before in this uh, in other podcasts. But Guardians uh, on the Ice, or Guardians on the Ice, yeah, it's a great. You guys, if you had the chance, watch it. It's a documentary about the old um, enforcers of the league, and unfortunately, just you know, the league's changed now. There's so few and far. Uh, these guys are so, so few and far between, um, and it's, which is really sad. Um, but they, they in this documentary, they interviewed a doctor about like, oh, like, do you agree with fighting in sports? And the doctor was like, no, 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 I, I don't like fighting in hockey. I think it, I think it should be real. I think because the refs, you know, they should really the refs are there to control all that, like all the bad hits and whatnot. And you know, my thought as he's saying all this crap is, right to, today, you, like like the, just these past handful of games, not even including all the games in the other previous seasons, the refs can't get these calls right. They really can't. I, I feel like they're trying to perfect something that can't be perfected. Um, and so, sometimes you're going to miss calls, but sometimes they're going to be calls that are so obvious like the caller hit that you, you, you have to call. And then it's just there's so inconsistencies with the refs that it's just it's brutal. And I think that's something that needs to be taken a look at, especially with replay now. I mean, they, they replay every game. I mean, I mean, yeah, every move, excuse me. Um, so, I mean, like, it's not like you, you, there's, there are things you're going to miss, I mean, for Christ's sake. So it's it's just – I don't know what the league. The league's got to address it better. They yeah, really they do. they got to really address this better. It's been it's been a pretty bad issue as a whole. You know, Justin, you bring up a a good point about how everything is replay, which brings back the old argument: is how much replay do you really want in these sports, though? You know, like there, there's there's some there's some elements to the game that are supposed to be okay with human error. You know, um. You know, but since you do have the replay, you can go back and pinpoint it, but then it adds what? You know, sometimes it adds three to five minutes just to find out if it was offsides. I mean, I know they tried to address that this year by saying you don't have to have the skate on the ice, which I'm sure was a big part of those ones. Um, but going into any sport, like, I, I can't believe they have replay in fucking baseball. Like, do, do oh, enough people still watch part. baseball to care about replay? I don't. I, I hate baseball now. Yeah, no, they're killing baseball. As you grow up, it's boring as hell. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, and go back to this past World Series where they took out, it was a Tampa Bay took out their starter after five innings, and he was like straight fire. Like, yeah. And he, I think he'd only thrown like 65 pitches. I, I, that's a random number I'm thinking of, but it wasn't a lot of pitches. He wasn't over a pitch count. It's not like he had thrown 120 pitches through five innings, you know? Right. And then, you know, I don't know. It's just replay and analytics have gotten too much into the games that these athletes work really hard for. Uh, and, you know, you get screwed. Tanev should be pissed. Um, the NHL and the refs would never uh, officially issue any apologies, would they? Saying, yeah, we, we screwed up. Shouldn't have done that. Nope. They nope. never will. They cannot admit that they suck. But I would like to see the NHL do that. I, honestly, you know, well, as far as replay, Dave, to all sports, if you can't determine the call or if it's still unclear after 30 seconds of looking at it on replay, that's it. Yeah. And you just, just either let the call stand or, or, or whatever. Don't it, take, like, you know, half the game to just to figure out a call. And don't slow it down. 
keep it at full yeah. speed. Take another look at full speed. Like exactly. um, a few weeks speed. back, there was that f- that puck. I think it was against Pittsburgh that they flipped the puck in, and they went to replay on it, and you could hardly see the reflection of the puck spinning over the over the glass, and that's how they were able to get it. But that still took too long, you know. Yes. And, and that that's a goal. That's a call that went for Boston, which I'm always for. But at the same point, like you're adding seven minutes to a game. Yes. For no yeah. reason. Just, nope, we can't tell. We'll call on the ice was a goal. Too bad. That's it. You know, done. Bad, Sorry. Sorry if we got it wrong, but there is a human element to everything. Just on a side note, did you all know that today was Bobby Orr's birthday? I did, I did not. not. Happy birthday, happy birthday to, to, Bobby Orr. Orr. to Bobby Orr. We need a player like him right now. Oh, we if ha- only we had him, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if only we had him and his two good knees. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, and Thursday night, the last game in this five-game set that we're talking about, Buffalo goes. Uh, Buffalo, Boston goes into what Jack Edwards refers to. Oh, Dave, as, one more thing. I wanted to add something for the Pittsburgh game. Yeah, My boy that? Daniel Vladar absolutely bailed out the Bruins in that Penguins game. Bailed yeah. him out. He was an MVP in that game. I I have high hopes for that guy. After Thir- what I saw, thirty-four saves. And your first yeah, career and he ended, win, 2-1 win. That's He also ended the uh, Penguins' streak of wins, too. Yeah, he had, he yeah. had a hell of a game. Dude, uh, honestly, Tyler, I, can't, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it was really good because I was, you know, obviously we had all these questions given last year in the postseason. Um, and just the way he played improved so much. I mean, the postseason, every shot he was on his belly. Every shot he was on his belly. And a guy like that, he's 6'6", he's huge. All he needs to do is just stand square in the net, and he's going to block most shots. Um, but he, he really battled. He kept the Bruins in that. He had a wonderful stick save. He didn't, was pumped up in the game. I, didn't really seem like he was flipping around like in the playoff oh, game yeah, against Tampa. No, I mean, now, now, granted, they were out of that game anyway, and they should have just stuck Halak in the net for that one instead of throwing yeah. the kid to the Wolves, maybe start yeah, him the next really. game. But, um, yeah, Vlada had a great game, and it was good to see that yeah. his confidence wasn't shot because of that playoff game, you know? Yeah, and to That's be honest, right. I, I think he learned something from that playoff game too, which is also good to see. The Lightning are just an incredible team. They, they're just monsters throughout that, that entire Stanley Cup uh, playoff Dude, they're run. They're monsters now, man. They're, they they're, still are, man. Yeah. And then, and then if if Vladar really does pan out, and then you get this kid, uh, is it Jeremy Swayman down in Providence right now? He's having a, a great season too. Uh, had a great season, I believe it was with Maine in last year. Yeah, in, yeah, it was Maine. It was Maine. Yep. Uh, the main Black Bears, and you know, he's. It's good to see you get some nice young goaltending coming up. I hope it pans out because you got two older guys right now, and we obviously don't know. Is Rask gonna stick around? Is he gonna, you know, is he gonna play two or three more years? It seems like Don, your, your buddy Don Sweeney's just gonna basically let him have the the Chara treatment until he's ready to go. Like, oh, you want to play? Sure, here's a contract. Oh, you want to play again this year? Sure, here's a contract. Up that, until, that's all. It's uh, uh, up until all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you want to play, but we're going to let you go. Yo, I, I can't. If it, Like, honestly, like these two goal, uh, like, like, Sim Vladar, like, play, I mean, it's one game, obviously, so sample size is very small. Right. But, like, um, and I, I've read a lot about the Swayman kid. Uh, he's actually one of the young uh, prospect goalies in the league that um, I actually really highly talked about. Um, so I mean, like, like if it's up to me, they need they need to replenish their farm system. I mean, it's like as barren as the Red Sox right now. Um, and Nothing so if it's up bad. to me, 
Oh, it's it's I don't know, Dave. It's it's pretty bad. I mean, like I, it's just, um, and so. Uh, if it was up to me, I'd be, again, training guys like Krejci right now, training guys like Rask right now. Get those picks. Get some picks. Rask, I bet you there's a team that would give a first-round pick for him. Um, yeah. A team that needs a goaltender. I'm like, you you, you just you need to replenish your farm system right now. Like, that's, for me, it's like almost a priority. That's why I'm, I'm almost like done with rental pieces. So, but, uh, I mean, yeah, sorry, Tyler. Yeah, I agree with Justin, man. I think Rask could be an actual decent trade. But I don't think that will happen because I think they actually—they're going to think they need him. If they do a trade for a goaltender, it will have to be Yaroslav Halak. I don't want that to happen. I love seeing Halak in the net, but I think it's unfortunate that they—they they might actually consider Halak to be a trade piece. All right, uh, young goaltenders in the system: Jeremy Swayman this year, seven games played, uh, eleven goals against, one shutout, a one point five seven goals against average, seven wins, no losses. Uh, Dan Vladar. Um, Five games played, ten goals against, one shutout, two oh one goals against average, um, a nine twenty three save percentage. He's two two and one. And then uh Swayman, because I missed it, his save percentage is nine forty two. So some nice young goaltenders down there, but I mean it is the AHL and sometimes that game doesn't translate. But it, like you said, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna keep Brask, fine. I can listen to people like Jimmy and Justin bitch and moan about how we have a shitty goaltender <laughs> who poops his pants in game sevens. Yep. Who who is only the the uh, the leading wins total for the, all goaltenders in Boston Bruins hundred year history or almost hundred year history? All the regular season. Oh, oh well, where's the cup? That he was actually that he was actually playing. Yeah. The, oh, come on. Yeah. Alex see, you always got to throw in that caveat with me because I'm gonna tell you his name's on the cup. Hey, hey, you know. Like it, it's the same argument I give against Carey Price. I love Carey Price. I think he's a winner. I think he can. Yeah, I think he can win, but he doesn't have a cup, so that kind of tarnishes your legacy a little bit. And yeah, he's not, to me, it and does. He's not that good this year. At least when Rask isn't faking a back injury, right? Like he is right now. Um, oh my God! It's like it's, it's like it's like my uh, you know my like a grandpa over here. Like oh, he, he was he was playing it. he was playing pretty decent. Uh, I mean Halak, I think is definitely having the better season, but you know having the, those two. On, on top of their game at the same time is what's made Boston successful these last couple of years. Mm. All right, on to, the, on to that Buffalo game on Thursday night, the game that uh, Jack Edwards referred to Buffalo as the NHL's version of a dumpster fire. Uh, and I'm going to come... <laughs> I'm going to come to Jack's defense on this one, uh, which is something I don't do very often. But that team is awful right now. Uh, they were saying a stat. I believe they had eight first-round picks who were top ten or better on that team. Now, granted, Ty, uh, Ty, Taylor Hall is one of them. And, you know, we, we all know how Dave feels about that bust. Um but yeah, this team's a mess, and they've been a mess since they got rid of Lindy Ruff. And Lindy Ruff, who's now in New Jersey, is getting that team back together. I liked Lindy Ruff. I, I hated playing against his Buffalo teams, but he he was a good coach. And Buffalo let him go, and they've had like six six guys since. Um, so yeah, they fired Ralph Kruger. It was Buffalo's first game since then. Uh, Don Granado of the Granado family. 
named interim head coach in the middle of a 13-game losing streak, now 14 games because they lost to the Bruins 4-1 to that night. Good old Greg McKegg scores his first as a Bruin, while David Krejci scored his 700th career point via three assists. Uh, Boston would give up a shorthanded goal to Kyle Akpozo. I think I butchered that as usual. To tie it early in the second, um, Craig Smith, Jake DeBrus, Pasternak would all score goals, Pasternak adding an assist to go along with that. And Trent Frederick left the game late in the first period after I think he went down to block a shot. Um, and then Jack Ashan made his NHL debut, registering three shots on goal, a hit, a Jack Aiken. two blocks, uh, 17.55 time on ice. What was that? Jack Aiken there, Dave. Not not Ashan. Jack Aiken. Oh, I thought they were calling him Ashan on the... I thought, I thought it was Aiken. I thought Jack Aiken. I thought that was a... Uh... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, let's all face it. Last name's not my strong point. I don't know what my strong point is on this podcast anymore. But it's definitely it's definitely not last names. Well, recording's been coming a, a good strong suit for you, Dave. You've been on top of that, so. Yep, I've been hitting record, even though I still leave it right up in the uh, the open. I think it's friggin' hilarious. Oh, oh God. Oh, by the way, Dave, are you recording? Um, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, not as good as uh, what are we talking about? Hockey. Sorry, Tyler. That one's staying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, so this was the first time the Bruins got to see Buffalo, and we. I, I don't know. The first forty minutes of that game, I wasn't all impressed. Uh, I wasn't even full on impressed with the last twenty minutes of the game. But they got the win, and a win is a win is a win. So I'll take the two points. But I'm still gonna bitch about it. This team's not showing up on time, not not playing to their full potential, and they're a one-line team. Yes, yeah. DeBrus scored recently. Yes, Krejci scored recently. Uh, you get some, you know, guys like Greg McKegg and friggin' uh, Craig Smith finally scored after I don't know, like a 10-12 game absence for, from the score sheet. Um, who mentioned uh, Coyle earlier? Was that you, Justin? Yeah, it was me, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be considered streaky or hot, you know, something like that, I think you need to actually score a little bit more than what these guys have been doing lately. And I know that it's Smith's first season here, but I believe when Cassidy took over, people were asking, how long does it take to really learn a system? And I believe the general consensus was... um, about two weeks. Uh, a few practices, two weeks, you should really have it down. Well, you're 20-some-odd games into the season. What, 25 games into the season? And you got some of these new guys who still aren't on board. Uh, is that is that a coaching thing or is that chemistry, Tyler? Uh, it's, it's a coaching thing. Like, maybe you just got to do something with it, man. Just got to maybe, like, experiment more. Maybe, I don't know. It's just... Like seeing these new players come and just not do what they're promised to do, I, I don't know. It's got to be a coaching thing. How much they're more experimentation right. do you want them to do? I mean, the Bruins have experimented like you know a young kid in college for crying out loud. A little of this, I'll try a little of that. You know, I just are you still looking for ants there, hangover? Uh, yeah, man. There's like like some of them are like appearing. It's kind of concerning me. But anyway, same as you guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just see you looking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like every now and then I see one come out of the corner. I'm like, shit. <clears throat> yeah. 
but yeah, Tyler, I mean, what what kind of experiments, more experiments do you think they need to do here? Um, maybe more just team bonding, maybe. Try that. Team bondage? <laughs> Tyler, this isn't that, that's not this kind of podcast. You talking about pasta, uh, like, uh, you know, meatballs and pasta kind of night? Yeah. <laughs> some meatballs. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like Cassidy's gone through pretty much every combination that you could do other than, you know, just flat out breaking up that top line. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess if you're going to experiment anything beyond at this point is I think if you're going to keep David Krejci, you move him up in between Marshawn and Pasternak, and then you can put Bergeron in the center on the power play because that at least breaks it up and drop Bergeron down. That uh, could work. Because I think Bergeron can honestly help them on the ice. I feel like, like that's the only thing playing. that Cassidy hasn't tried. The only time you've seen Krejci bumped up is if Bergeron's hurt and out of the game. You yeah, know? that that actually could work. They could try it against Buffalo at some point because that's a bum team. And they, yeah. we can just use them for training. <laughs> well, <laughs> We can just use that team for a practice. Obviously. Like- yeah, they're, they're every they're every team's like beat up. Like like every NHL team, like if they need a game where they can just dominate and feel better about themselves, it's versus Buffalo. It really is. Yeah. Or Arizona. Or Arizona. That's not that's another team. I mean, th- those two franchises, they just can't. I mean, what Buffalo has? Uh, I, I was looking at it the other day. Zero Stanley Cups. I don't think they've been to this uh, to the playoffs since. 2008, 9, 10. I, I think 2010 was their last playoff. Oh, I think it was 1999, wasn't it? 1999. They won a, I think that was their deepest run was in 99. Probably. And they just, oh, yeah. But, like, you know, it, like you alluded to, Dave, they just haven't gotten, gotten it together. And I would say that – and that was my issue with uh, the player of Jack Eichel, um, which is that, you know, for a guy who's as highly talented as him and so on and so forth – Buffalo still sucks. <laughs> like, like they drafted him, and he still like that team still sucks. They still didn't make the playoffs. He had a forty goals um, goal year, like the other, uh, one of the past years. I mean, and they still are like at the bottom of the division. They still and they have all these like you know Rasmus Dahlin, the first overall pick. Jack Eichel was the second overall pick at one point. Uh, they had uh, you know Jeff Skinner, Taylor Hall, all these guys. Ristolainen, Ristolainen, like, Stahl. and they're just not. Like oh god, and they just stole a match. Did you, they fired did you just coach. throw out a stall, brother? Yeah, I think he on the team? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know he's on the team, but is he really? Is he really worth much? <laughs> I think I got him. So I don't know. Probably probably that much. he's worth it. I, I, no, I feel like it's the wrong stall. It's, it, it's kind of like how the Bruins got the wrong Richie at first. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but it's it's they're just a dumpster fire, man. I, and like if I was a Buffalo fan, I would I would be very concerned <laughs> because it, I. I <laughs> If I was a Buffalo fan, I'd be happy that they would call the dumpster fire and not worse. Yes, true. Like, you guys are going to get on Jack Edwards for that. He says some way crazier shit, if you ask me. Oh, my God. But, like, it's it's so, I I mean, listen, at least you could say with, like, the Ottawa Senators, like, they just have a plethora of, like, young kids that they're, like, developing. You know what I mean? But at least they, like, you know, they can. They seem to have turned it around as far as yeah. organizationally. Yeah, like guys like Tim Stutzdittle, uh yeah, he's Ransom. Oh, it's uh, Stutzdittle? I thought it was Strudel. I think it's Stutzdittle. That that makes more sense if it is. No, I, I'm, no, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm joking. I'm a fat kid. I like food references, all right? <laughs> Speaking of which, go get your Pop-Tarts there, Dave. Mm, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Strawberry Frosted, baby. Oh, man. But, like. 
did you see that goal? Like, even when they score a goal, the Buffalo Sabres team almost is just like, oh, man, we scored a goal. Darn, like, we shouldn't have scored a goal. Like, uh, and I'm not like that excited about it. I'm like, <laughs> Well, let's talk about that goal for a second. I think this is at least the second, maybe third or fourth time this year that somebody who has gone goalless up until, you know, obviously taking like the first week or so of the season out of it, but the somebody who's in a serious goal drought ends up scoring against you. It was a, a, a uh, what's his name? A, a Caposo. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And then a few weeks back, it was Palmieri who hadn't scored all season. And it was like 12, 13 games of the season. And all of a sudden he gets a shorthanded and a five on five goal against you. Like you, you joke about teams using Buffalo as practice. How many teams are you using the Bruins to get off the schneid? <laughs> you know? I mean- it's very true. How many, how many like, like you know, first-year NHLers, they're like, oh, first goal of his NHL career, and it's been against us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. God, man. Who oh, just man. scored on? Uh, I scored against the Bruins, you know, the number one team in the league the last few years. Well, you know, other than Tampa Bay, we got to take them out of it for my argument's sake, but. <laughs> 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 Spoken like a true New England fan, right? Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah, I hate, I hate, oh. Oh, God. All right, so that was those five games. It was good to see at least six points come out of them. Um, I would have I liked at least eight, but you, you, you just didn't show yeah. up against the Rangers, which and, and instead of our usual studs and duds, let's go to studs and duds midseason review. One, two, three. Let's play three studs. Misplay back of the Boston goal, and Anders Lee tucks it in. One, two, three. So we'll go. Last year, Tyler and I did a report card, and you know. I almost famously gave Paul Lindholm a D, and Tyler was ready to fight me over it. Um, <laughs> but he's gone now, so let's uh, let's start with the the top line: Marshawn, Pasternak, Bergeron. They're all getting an A. They are all getting an A. Easy. They're the only yep. team that actually shows up for us. The only players in the in the in the in the, in the, in the forward lines. They're the only ones who show up. Easy A. And Pasternak, I think he's getting an A plus because he has less games than most of the players, and he has like twenty more points than someone like Jake DeBrusque. That just goes to go show how good he is. Like my God. Yeah, drafted what twenty fifth overall, twenty eighth, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he's twenty fifth. Yeah, he's twenty fifth overall in two thousand fourteen. All all the bitching that we as Bruins fans do about that twenty fifteen draft. There's a bunch of teams out there bitching that they didn't take Pasternak before him before the Bruins, so. Yeah. We kind of put no, that in. Now, granted, there was like 15 guys who went in front of those three guys. I get it. <laughs> 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 and, and like seven or eight that were that are even better than those guys who went after them, but I, I regress. So I have Marshawn with an A, Pasternak with an A, and I got a Bergeron with a B plus, but the B is for Bergeron because he's just been Bergeron, you know, like. 
it's not a real B. It's he's getting an A. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the B's for Bergeron because he's been Bergeron plus, if you ask me. Like he, when Pasternak was out, he really stepped up. I feel he's the captain now. Uh, I wish he could figure out how to lead this team at one o'clock in the afternoon, but we don't have to worry about that this weekend. No. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, honestly, I agree with you guys fully. It's just it's, it's the only, like, well, so I, I guess, you know, the, the top line, like, they've been there, you know, usual. They picked up right where they left off. No concerns with them. Uh, you could always count on them every season to, to produce and be the dominant line that they are. So A's across the board for them. Um, and I also have to give a huge A to uh, Charlie McAvoy, my boy, my boy. Leading yeah. the defense, taking on he's uh he's a one of the Norris Trophy candidates in our division. Um, I think I, I it came out with the list and I, and I didn't think he'd be the first because obviously he's Victor Hedman because he's a, a beast. But uh, he was like fourth in voting, so um, and he's playing like it. He's and like again, I can't reiterate enough. We haven't seen his full ceiling yet, and it's just so exciting. He's been he played I think thirty minutes the other night for Pittsburgh. Um, quietly playing like half the game there. Um, and he's just been a stud. He's been the reason why they've been so good defensively. Um, and at, you know, one point and he's carrying along guys like Grizzlick and Lausanne and everything else. He's as advertised. Um, screw you, Jimmy, you suck in your takes. Uh, that boy is awesome. What yeah. kid's working his ass off right now? We're just crapping on him like we usually do. As we should, Dave. I got to agree with Justin, as we should. For the McAvoy take, I agree. Uh, I have McAvoy at an A-, minus, and the only reason he's not a, str- a solid A is he's got to um, – He's got to protect himself a little bit better. He's taken. Some, we've talked about some of the hits he's taken this year, that he just really needs to keep his head up a little bit better and, you know, just watch out for those. But yeah, absolutely a on McAvoy. And you're right, Jimmy. Your take on McAvoy is a total F. <laughs> total F. But yeah, uh, no. I I have to agree with Dave and you guys. Um, yeah, McAvoy for me is definitely an A. He's been a lot better this year without Chara. I think he's proven that he can. He can, he can, like, lead a whole defensive pair. Yep. And he's definitely going to be an alternate captain in the future. It's obvious he wants to stay here. He wants to win a cup of this team. And you know what? We have a player, like, coming on the team. I think it's possible it can happen. Not going to happen this year, but McAvoy is definitely the, f- the future best defenseman for our, for our, our generation. Yep. Absolutely. He's the next guy. He's the next guy. And honestly, in today's NHL, you need a number one defenseman. You absolutely need a number one defenseman. Um, yeah, and I honestly got to believe McAvoy is the reason why I have most of the defensemen at like a B or kind of a, a little bit of a C plus. Yeah, probably. Yeah, especially with like Lausanne and uh... oh god, brain fart. Grizzlick. Uh, yeah. More. Yeah, that's it. Not, no, not John Moore. John Moore's got a D minus, and that's just being generous. Oh, that, yeah, it's being very generous. I give him like a F minus minus. Uh, next up on my list, I got David Krejci. I got him at a C minus. Guy does have a, a fair amount of assists on the season, so I, I, as much as I want to crap on him, I can't crap on him more than that. I gotta give him a C. He just needs more goals. If he had, if he had like at least like five goals in the season, I probably would be like a B minus at least. But he hasn't been what he, he hasn't been what he usually is. This is definitely like his worst season. No, he's he's been exactly what he usually is. He's usually 
a little more vocal about bitching about not having as many wings or the right no. wing or whatever you want to do it. But it's just, again, why we acquiesce into one player if, you know, you could get some value for him. Yeah. I know. I, you, I, I, for me, David Krejci is a D. I mean, I, I, I like, you know, um, again, in, in so I've gotten so many push uh, pushback on this with David Krejci, but like again, I, he was instrumental to our cup win in 2011, to our cup appearance in 2013, and I'll even give him the fact that like he was a he was really a huge part of us making the cup in 2019. With that being said, and in he, 2010. The Bruins were doing were rolling in the playoffs until he got hurt in Game Three against Philadelphia, and then they shit the bed. Exactly. So I, was he instrumental? Yes. Did I love David Krejci in his prime? Absolutely. But now he is like significantly regressed. Um, I, I I don't think he's a player he once was. He can he can throw up some assists there, but he's not. He's no longer like at, at the level of a number two center. I think. Um, and I actually saw someone made a good point. Um, you know. Here we are, trying to find wingers for Krejci. But have you ever, has anyone ever like thought about? And granted, we've had like a revolving door of like crap wingers. That's that's you know, like you're throwing the Richies, the 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 Smiths, the Kashas in the world on that line. But at the same time, you kind of have to look at David Krejci and say, dude, like you know, why you need the perfect like wingers for for you to produce? Why are we why are we looking for wingers that like tail to you? Typically, like a good sentiment makes the players around them better, and they drive to play. Um, and it's like, oh, well, Krejci can only really produce if he has the right guys next to him. Right. You know what I mean? So at some point, there comes that issue too. Um, like, I mean, granted, I know Sidney Crosby is, you know, the generational talent. But still, you know, you throw guys up next to him, they're going to produce. You know what I mean? And he's going to produce regardless of who he has playing next to him. Uh, Bergeron, I, I think, like, you know – like a lot of times, Cassie, if they, he needs to get a player going, they throw him up with them because if you don't produce with Bergeron and Marchand, and like you know, <laughs> are you Scram. that good? You know, yeah. so there's I, 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 there's a line there where I'm like, dude, we've been trying too long to try to find the right winger for David Krejci. Maybe David Krejci is just not the right sentiment. So, yeah, since a, since a Gilna, right? You know what I mean? So, yes, yeah, it's a, Gil, a Gilna, Horton, and Lucic were the last wingers that Krejci had that like you know he was at, he was affected with. That was it. Absolutely. And that was yeah. six years ago, six, seven years ago. So since then, it's like, you know, so there's there's something wrong there. There really is. Um, his, you know, most mostly right now left winger Nick Ritchie has had a pretty decent year. Uh, what's he got? 15 points, seven goals, eight assists, I believe I just read. Yeah. Uh, other other way around, eight goals, seven assists. Yeah, eight goals. Um, I, got him, I got him as a B. Um He's been great on the power play, uh, much better than you know his brother. But um, and this is a guy that Jimmy really likes and said was the talented brother in the family, and it, it's kind of showing this year. Uh, I, I like what I yeah. see from him. He's a big body. He's not afraid to mix it up. Um, he, I forget who he fought recently after one of the bad hits, but um, you know I, I I've liked what I've seen from him compared to some of these other players. Yeah, I gotta give him a B plus. He is. He's actually been a lot better than I expected him to be. I mean, I think last year he was, like, getting used to the team, but I think now he has gotten used to, be like, playing with the Bruins. And he he was he had a crucial part in the what Bruins were missing, the toughness. He does show it, and he can score. He has already has 15 points. He's 
He has one point at, uh, behind Krejci, which is really good. He's had a much better year, and I think he has a lot of promise for this team. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I have to give him a B minus. Um, he's definitely, he's, I think he's honestly been one of the most improved players for sure. Because last year he came in and it was just like, dude, do you even belong in the NHL? And so now, like, you know, he's, he's, he's been one of your more um, consistent, oh my gosh, yeah, consistent, productive uh, forwards. Uh, which you know, going into the season, like, like. Ryan Ball, if you told me that. Um, the one thing that still does frustrate me, though, about him, and I think something that he could have personally improve on and make him a much better player, um, the guy needs to be a little bit more creative, a little bit more willing to, um, you know, take shots from uh, in between the circles, right where the hash marks are. Um, I think he's done that a handful of times, actually. And when you've seen him do it, like he can score, that's when he scored, you know? And so, um, if you go back and watch like old Milan Lucic goals in uh, like 2000, uh, like 13, 2011, something like that, it, it, it like like there's similar players. There's similar players. I think Lucic was definitely meaner and better. Um, yeah, of course. But, well, considering but, he told so, somebody on the Canadians he was gonna fucking kill him. Yeah, hey, <laughs> all the power of Lucic, man. I love that. Um, but like, um, you know, I feel like if he just did more of what Lucic did, which is which is basically just like take those shots in, in, in between circles. I just want to see him do that more. I feel like he's he's too willing to just give up the puck at the blue line. He's too willing to kind of like hand it off to someone else. Um, and I wanted to see him be more assertive offensively. And I think if he does that, he could be even a little bit better than he is playing now. But so I'll give him a B minus. Yeah, I I think to that point about him being a. Uh not quite trigger happy it kind of speaks to the whole team though and the whole team mentality is always trying to make that extra pass or you know dump it dump and chase so i i hear what you're saying there and a b minus is a fair grade uh next up i got craig smith on the list i got him as a c um and the c is not for craig um and i think the only reason i have him up there is he's got like 65 shots or something like that on the season um, yeah. which, which is what I wanted to see out of him. Um, five, five goals, five assists, plus three. Um, I, I'd like to see a lot more from him. But, I mean, at least he's taken some shots, unlike some of these other guys. I'd give him a C-. minus. He hasn't – I've not been impressed by him at all. I mean, he has 65 shots, that's good, but he doesn't have, like, the goals like Pasenek does. And this guy was our big pick from the off season. He has not been what I expected him to be. I thought he'd be some big stud, but he's been a dud most games. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree, guys. He's got to be – I'm giving no more than like a, a D plus. I'm sorry. I mean, he's supposed okay. to be one of your big, big offseason – big, in quotes, offseason acquisitions that you're looking to have help produce. Um, not and, and not just like on the power play, but on five on five as secondary scorers. And quite frankly – I think he has five goals, yeah. He's invisible most nights. I never notice him. I never notice a guy. He has been he's been uh, a third line guy at best. Um and he hasn't produced at nearly the level that he's supposed to. Um so I I, I have a very hard time giving him anything more. Oh thank you. Then uh it's my friend Sumner. Sumner say hello. Hi. Hi Sumner. Hello. She's uh she's one of the faith uh one of my faithful friends who sits there and watches me scream at the TV screen when I'm watching the Bruins. Oh the poor um, the poor girl. Oh yeah no she's witnessed a lot yeah yeah she's witnessed some uh some fist banging for sure. Oh, oh man. 
but uh, yeah, so that's my thing on on, on Craig Smith. I, I'm just you know yeah. I, I'm done with these third line guys. I it's, and he's not. I think he's better than what he is, but which is concerning. Like, why is he not playing up to his potential? Just haven't seen it yet. That's nope. that, that's the coaching aspect of it. You know. Uh, next up, I got Grizzlick at a C plus, and uh, you know we talked earlier about is this guy trying to get himself killed on the ice? He seems since he's been back this time. He's been playing a little bit smarter. He's been up with McAvoy a bit, um, and I don't know if that helps. Um, I thought he was great with Carlo when Carlo was in there, but, I mean, Grizzly with, uh, what, one goal, eight assists, and a plus three in 15 games. It's probably probably where you're about at with him. It's probably about average for him, I would think. Um, does Does very well carrying the puck but other than that I mean I'd like to see a little bit more offensively out of him yeah I I, I agree with Dave exactly just a C for me for uh, Grizzlick just got to see more out of him he's probably been like the I, 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 I almost games I don't really notice him so except for when yeah. he's getting hurt <laughs> getting stretchered off the ice <laughs> yeah I gotta give him a C yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you guys. Um, I'll probably again. I, I'm missing negativity over here, so I'll probably give him like a C minus. Um, first of all, dude, stay healthy. I mean, second of all, I also do contribute that to the Bruins because I feel like they pushed him back a little bit too early there at one point. Um, but with that being said, I mean, he's fine. He again, like you guys know how I feel about undersized undersized defensemen. I think they they're you know injury prone. First of all, they get bullied in their own end. Um, I know. Grizzlick is, I mean, granted, Grizzlick is a fantastic skater, and he does what he can to defend with his feet, um, for sure. But with that being said, you know, he, he can't box guys out of the front. He's not big enough. I mean, so a guy like that, I want playing on my, you know, bottom pair, you know. And offensively, he's, you know, he can move the puck. He's had some great setups this season. I, he had um, one game, he had a beautiful pass to Marshan through traffic, um, and Marshan was just able to just bang it home. Um, it was beautiful, but yeah, he has his good moments, but they're, like, they're the very small ones. Like, I don't yeah. see it too much. And 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 what what was also interesting too is I didn't realize I I think he's one of the older guys in the defense, right? I think he's like twenty seven. Who Grizz? Yeah, Grizz. Like, I'm pretty sure. I think he's I think he's one of the older older guys on that defensive core. My my whole thing leading up to that is that kind of what we're seeing is kind of who he's gonna be. I mean, the kids. He's a tough kid. Um, but I think developmentally, he's pretty much, you know, is what he is. And uh, I think he, on a good defensive core team, he's your sixth guy. You know, he's your sixth, seventh guy. So, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a bottom three at best. He shouldn't be yeah, a top three. No. Um, no. Definitely not a top two. And I see what Cassidy likes to do, placing him with McAvoy, because I think, you know, they have a history together. And when those two are on the ice, they do move the puck very well and get it out of their zone really well. Um, but with that being said, I, I want McAvoy with a shutdown guy with like Lausanne on that top pair. Um, so I, you know, he's fine. So C minus, he's fine. Next up, uh, Charlie Coyle. I got him as a C minus, and again, that is probably being generous, but um, definitely need to see more out of Charlie Coyle. Is you know, uh, Jimmy likes to tell us that he has always been an inconsistent guy. Uh, he's too inconsistent. Five goals, three assists. I mean, Craig Smith's doing better than you. Um, 
for starters. I think Trent Frederick's doing better than you, for God's sakes. No, he's only got four and one, but still. Um, this guy is, uh, has been touted in the past as being your next number two center, and or it's been assumed, let me say that that way, that he's going to be your next number two if you can't get a deal done with Krejci, which, fingers crossed, you don't. Um, but if he's going to move up to that number two line, I mean, are we just going to replace David Krejci with Charlie Coyle, who is essentially just going to be David Krejci Jr., can only play if it's a perfect situation? I, I don't know. That just seems kind of like what I'm seeing from him. I know he's had a few different uh, line mates this year, but for the most part it's been um, Frederick and Smith in the Oceans line. But they're drowning. Yeah, I, I met the Charlie Coyle at D. He's not been what he used to be like the past two years. I mean, like this year, I, he's been barely noticeable. I mean, his moment he has his moments like Matt Grizzlick, but he's gonna be our featured like he's probably gonna be our, like a second liner for the center piece, and he's gonna be an important player if he does, if he plays like how he's been playing like a kind of, kind of a bum. Then you know what. He's just going to be crazy as he is right now, just not what he not what he is, and he's a young player, so that's not good. But Charlie Cole's been really bad this year. No, he has been. And Tyler, I agree with that grade one thousand percent. I give him a D. The only reason I haven't given him an F is because at least he's produced at some level. Um, but like, like again. Charlie Coyle of um, just before COVID happened uh, last year, um, possession machine. Once that dude got the puck, you were not getting it away from him. Um, and he was, and again, instrumental uh, player. You just sign him to that contract, uh, which he makes like, what, $5 million per, 5.25 or something like that per. Um, you're paying him to basically be the guy after Krejci. That's what you're paying him to be. Um, and this year, I don't know what's going on, but he has been just an absolute shell of himself. And like, like after- choke artist. <laughs> you know what I mean, like the dude, like he can't. I, I don't know what's going on with him, but absolute shell of yourself. And that concerns me because if your plan is to replace him, uh, crazy with him, and he's doing that, I mean, you essentially now you essentially have straight up just all third liners just just playing outside that top line. All you have is third, fourth liners. Um, and he's, you know, and again, like, like you see the potential there. He's got all the tools. He has size. He has, um, he does have that skill. He has that puck possession ability. And when he puts it all together, you see it. You see it, and he can be in that top six uh, sentiment. Um, but like, I don't know what's going on with him. But he's been horrid this year. Um, and I think that has really hurt you. It really has. Um, I mean, I think he's found some chemistry with Frederick and Smith, which I like, but. Outside of that, he's he's just not been a good at all this year, and he's really hurting you because of that. Yeah. Oh, couldn't agree more. Um, next up is Fake Lebrus- the Bust. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Jake DeBrusque. Sorry, I, my notes are a little. Jake Lebrusque. Uh, I got, <laughs> I got him at as a D minus, and the only reason he's not an F is because he scored two goals in his last four games, which you know, fifty percent there. But, yeah, no, he's just been awful this year. Can't get it going. Most of the time, he doesn't even look like he's exerting any effort while he's skating around out there. Um, He finally got a goddamn haircut and shaved. He was starting to look like, I don't know. He was starting to look like an orc from friggin' Lord of the Rings, for crying out loud. Oh, my God. 
like a little guy. I want to go that far. Holy shit. Came a sword. You, you want him to stick with the dwarf? What? I mean, I felt he was a little tall for that. Yeah, he was a little tall. Hey, he could be one on the taller side for a dwarf, though. You know, that happens. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he gets sat down and responds. Then he get, then he's out sick. I'll, I'll give him that. You know, uh, comes back. Okay, okay, game. Two shots in like what was it? Just under 16 minutes or something like that, or right around the 16 minute range. And then you know, scores against Buffalo. But again, I mean, Buffalo is just practice. We we were talking about earlier. Uh, need a hell of a lot more from Jake DeBrusque, especially if he wants to try and stay in the top six. I think he's a bottom six. He might even just be a fourth liner at this point. Um, and, and you hate to give up on somebody who is so young because he is only, what, 24 years old. But you need a, you need a shitload more from this kid. Yeah, I got to give him a D. I mean, he's been improving these past couple of games because I think the rumors of him getting traded really got to him. I think he got pissed. But yeah, he's been horrible this year. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe it was the country that like that's just. But he played decent last year, even after it. But this year, there's something clearly there was something clearly wrong with him. I think by now they might have figured it out because he's been playing better. But he's got to do better than what he's been doing. It's so it's it's surprising to see a player like him just play like an AHL player. It's basically what he's kind of been playing like late recently. Yo, honestly, I, 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 honestly, guys, I gave him a straight up F. Uh, I, you know, I and I like, 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 he's, he's has he been a little bit better these past few games? Yeah, but straight up F. I mean, Jake DeBrusque, do you want to play NHL hockey? Is do you want this to be a career, or do you want to go be an accountant somewhere? I don't know. I can't tell. Or you just want to live on the streets? I, I don't know. I can't tell. I mean, the dude, like, again, this is another another kid who is supposed to be providing secondary scoring. Is supposed to be blossoming into a scorer in this league. Now, I, I don't even want him to be a 30-plus goal scorer, okay? He doesn't even have to be that. Just, just score 20 goals consistently a season, and I'm a happy guy, and I'm happy, and I'm not complaining. But the effort hasn't been there. Um, and if you have to sit this guy like every other game just to try to get him to produce, I mean, like, really? I mean, uh, he's almost that, like a Jeff that, Skinner. That legit might be the move. That legitimately might be the move is to sit him every other game. But then, then he's only useful to you like every other game. And but even at it's, that, it's that's like, better than you know, useful every twenty games. Oh, and, and and also Dave Define useful like scoring or, or maybe forechecking. Okay, I, I mean Showing like some you know, heart maybe. Yeah. You know, and like like and you know playing with this weird stick and everything else. I'm just like oh. Jake, I forgot to mention, I went back after he did score that goal when he first got back, and uh, he got his little haircut. He finally, you know groomed himself but it looked like he had every hole over that stupid stick taped up like what's the point yeah, of having a bunch of holes in your stick, stick if you gotta tape that it all the way up get a goddamn stick get a whole stick dude get a whole damn stick okay like, I, they make I, yeah. them light enough now that you can whip it around like it's nothing like seriously get a stick I mean and I, I don't know if it's maybe like a sponsor thing, like you know what I mean, like you know that uh, again to allude to Family Guy with uh, the whole Gronkowski being like sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Like, I don't know if he's like, oh, you know, sponsored by uh, Reebok, like or so, whatever. But anyway, he's it's, it's just he's been so awful to watch, and I can't like anytime he's on the ice, he's just skating around, doing whatever, putzing around that he does. And honestly, I, I'm I'm through with Jake. I really am. I'm through with Jake DeBrusque. Um, 
a bust. I'm officially leaving. Hey, if we got to talk about a, the most disappointing player on the team, it is easily him. The only player that can honestly catch up to him is Craig Smith. But Jake DeBrusque, easily the most disappointing player on our team so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. Disappointing player. That's exactly what he is, Tyler. Yeah, and Tyler, to your point about he was okay last year, he had a decent year last year, um, 65 games, 19 goals, 16 assists, 35 points, which was his lowest point total. So he wasn't even all, he was pretty pedestrian at best last year too. So, uh, and he just sucks this year. Um, moving on to Trent Frederick, I got him as a B. I like what I've seen out of his game. He's, uh, what did I say, four goals and one assist. Um, at a minus one, he's got plenty of fighting majors. He's already got 53 penalty minutes this year. Um, you know, tough guy, great attitude when he's out on the ice. Doesn't care who he wants to fight. He just wants to be physical with people. Um, looked a little foolish when he tried to drop the gloves against Ovechkin. Uh, I get you trying to make a name, but maybe not go at, maybe not do the Sebastian Ajo and try and fight Alexander Ovechkin, who ye, big guy, big body. But when you uh, he's not going to fight you unless he knows he's the got way. the drop. What's that? I think that was Sveshnikov. Uh, was it Sveshnikov? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, I, I knew yeah. I knew it was one of the uh, Hartford Whalers South. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, no, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've liked what I've seen out of Frederick when they first drafted. They said he was kind of like a David Backus kind of type. Uh, it's that he's kind better of game. than David Backus. Let's be let's be real. Well, he's definitely better than David Backus now. Yeah, definitely. So. I got to give Trent Frederick a B. I mean, he's got five points this year in 28 games. It's his first year. I, I don't expect him to be like an absolute stud like Pasternak, but I I I want a little bit more from him. Just with points, but I love what I I love watching him. He's a tough kid. He had something the Bruins have been missing. I mean, he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him. He just has to improve a little bit more, and I think he's been kind of doing that. To be honest with you, he's definitely a noticeable player. Yeah, and he's definitely shown some improvement from game to game, and you can see a little bit of a progression. And absolutely, I agree with you there, Tyler. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I, I fully agree. And guys, I'm gonna take the positive route for once. Uh, whoa, whoa, hold that, on, hold on. Stop the press. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, believe it or not, I'm actually taking the positive route here. I'm actually gonna give this kid an A. Um, and he's honestly one of the few players outside of the four I mentioned uh, when we started the segment that I, I can actually give an A to. But I give him an A, quite honestly, because he has been so exciting. I I love his attitude. I love his just DNA. His willing to go after guys. He's willing to stick up for his teammates. His willingness to be that pest. It's something the Bruins have missed for a long time. I think, especially since like Lucic left and Charles gone now. And like you, 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 like the big question is who's going to step up? Who's going to be that guy? Who that enforcer type guy on the ice? And um, Frederick has fit the bill. Yeah. He's your other, your other enforcer in the uh, form of Tory Krug left this year too, because I, I last year I think I made several references to the guys who are under six feet always being the first ones into the scrum. So, yes, you did make that um, make that comment, Dave. I remember that. Uh, but he's just and I and I love it. I, I and honestly, I think uh, it positively affected the team. 
Um, I, 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 I wish, honestly, we had him in the Stanley Cup around a couple years ago. I feel like, honestly, he could have made a difference. Uh, because I'm going to have to disagree with you, Justin, because if, if it, it was the same player now, I would have absolutely won him. But I think last year, I think he was still like, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Game. Yeah! No, absolutely. I, 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 no, absolutely. It, like, like he wasn't developed at that time, so he would have been yeah. much of help. But um, yeah. Now, if he if he was playing now on that team, I think uh, they they may have won that cup series. Um, I just really think he's that difference maker, and you're seeing a little bit of offense on him. And I think he's starting to develop his offense. I'm not going to go out there and say, oh man, like he, he like he's going to be a 20 goal scorer or whatever. But if he can develop his offensive game a little bit. He may be a good middle six guy, like winger who you can throw in there to add some grit, kind of like a Tom Wilson almost. Um, you know, I mean, so it, it, he's exciting to watch. I love him. I love what he brings to this team. I think he's been like just one of your instrumental kids who's developing. Um, my only down thing with him is that you spent a first round pick on the kid. You could have probably gotten him in the second round. You did not need to spend a first round pick on him. But – Without, that's my only call with him. Outside of that, I've loved him. So, A for him. And as far as Don Sweeney's first-round picks, um, he's probably the best one so far. Yeah, him and McAvoy. McAvoy. Mac- oh, McAvoy yeah. was a first-rounder? Yep, 14th I, overall. Yeah. Why, why was I thinking he was um, a Shirelli pick? No, McAvoy was picked uh, in 16? 2016. 17? Yeah. My, my bad. Joey Dave, I only know that because like I, I've I've gone over Don Sweeney's terrible draft history several times. <laughs> you you only know that because you're best friends with Jimmy. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I was thinking he was a Shirelli pick, and again, it shows how stupid I am. Um, moving on to Zaboral, Jakob Zaboral, five assists, no goals, minus one on the season, 28 games. Excuse me. Um, I think he's been pretty good. I'm going to give him a B minus. Um, I'd like to see maybe a touch more offense, and you don't really see him too much in the game. But I I like that latter part, the fact that you you don't notice him sometimes. I mean, he's been big body, been fairly decent as far as um, what I was expecting from the young defense this year. 24 years old, 195 pounds. Again, I'd like to see a little more scoring out of him, but I, I have no complaints about Saboro so far this year. If I'm going to be honest, bro, I thought he'd be like John Moore. I thought he'd be a bomb this year, but he actually has surprised me. I have to give him a C plus. Uh, he's been pretty good this year. I, I like. I've been like what I've seen from him. The first game I saw, I thought, yeah, I thought he was going to suck bad, but he proved me wrong. I got. I got to admit it. He proved me wrong. He's not been like a. Charlie McAvoy, but he'll probably get there at some point. I to be honest, he should be there, but yeah, he's he's an okay player. I like what I've seen from him. I keep him. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's just been he's been fine. You know, I think we we mentioned it early on um, uh, this season is that he's just kind of a vanilla guy, you know, like um, and hopefully he develops a little bit more. Um, I'm definitely happy in surprise, like a happy surprise because you know he's one of the he's one of your 2015 draft picks, first round draft picks, like that you whipped on big time, and he hadn't played in the NHL consistently. What is this kid? Let's see who he is. And he's an NHL defenseman. You know, is he going to be a top pairing guy? No. Do I even think he's going to be a second pairing guy? Maybe when he develops a little bit more in the NHL level. Maybe. Um, 
I think he has a little bit more offense to give for sure. Um, I like his uh, ability to defend and good, get good angles on guys um, for sure. Um, again, I so I, I give him like a you know B minus C plus kind of like right there. He's been fine. He's, he's you know he's not he's not flashy. He's not going to be anything crazy. Uh, but I am happy that he's a serviceable NHL defenseman. That's what he's proved, and I think that was the big thing he needed to prove to the Bruins fan base, and that he wasn't just like another stiff that they drafted in the first round. So uh, he, he says, so he's he's been fine. Yeah, just fine is fine is fine. <laughs> he's, yeah, not, I mean, he's not making he's not making plays on a nightly basis that you're like, oh my god, what the fuck? Um, right. But he's not making any plays on a nightly basis where you're like yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah no I mean, he has he has that occasion like oh that was a good play good play by Zabal but other than that like you know he's not he's not a flashy guy by any means so he's fine uh, next up I have the fourth line as a combination of Corrali, Bjork and Wagner um, Corrali and Wagner I give solid D's Bjork I'll give a C minus just for the fact that when he was no when he was absolutely sat not down, no he showed Bjork is a he, D for me Bjork is an absolute D for me I'm sorry shut up <laughs> no he's been bad this year he's been horrible he's been better than the other two which is why he gets a C minus and not a D uh, and he's been better in the way that when he has been sat down for a healthy scratch he's responded where the other two guys I, I don't know if they have been sat down at all but they don't res- they haven't responded and they're not even close to what they were a year ago let alone two years ago when they were probably part of the best fourth line in hockey since the Merlot line um these two guys that they're not bringing those two guys aren't bringing in the energy every night like they used to they're they're a team that after a goal for the bruins used they're a line that after a goal for the bruins used to be able to get on the ice and continue the momentum and they can't you see a little bit of that out of bjork not enough which is why he's a c minus but fuck that those other two guys get a d i'm still giving bjork a c minus so with Crowley and Wagner, yes, I think you're right with the D's. Crowley is one of those players who honestly has had chances to finish a goal, and he's blown it. Absolutely blown it. He's one of those other two. I got another one being Signica. Uh, Chris Wagner, yeah, absolute D, I agree. He is not produced like he used to. He's he's one of those tough players that he should be much more gritty, but he has not really shown it. He's a minus eight this year. This was not, not good. Yeah, Crowley and Wagner, they're not the same as they used to in the fourth line. And as for honest, Bjork, he's a D for me. He's done nothing. I, I, he's just been horrible this year. It's hard to watch him. Three points, minus four. We honestly, I he had such a good year last year, but after that, he just went down, straight down. That line c- combined has combined for a total of ten points, five goals, five assists between the three of them. So it's not good. So I got, I got to give honest Bjork a D. Yeah, he's that's still uh, not a C minus. So I, I honestly, it's it's uh, uh it's funny, Tyler. So I, I'm gonna give York a D, and I'm gonna give uh, Crowley Wagner F's, straight across the board. I mean, like like wow, what I, I like, our fourth line is bad, man. I mean, like it, it is bad. And again, you've seen them in years past, like like, um, usually, and, and that's been kind of like a staple of uh, the Bruins franchise, right? Because you know, oh, we draft the third and fourth line guys, so usually we have one of the better fourth lines in the league. And they've just sucked. They really have. I mean, I know Cassie likes to play them against, you know, other teams' top lines to be that checking line. But, like, I mean, they've, they've sucked on the ice. Crowley, uh, 
you're good. You you mentioned it, Tyler. He's usually that guy who like when you need a big goal, he comes through. Um, and he is not at all this year. He's uh, choked I, it. Oh, uh, I saw that Rangers game. He had a wide open net. He missed it. Oh, he choked it, on it. It's brutal, and and he's been brutal to watch. All Wagner's been doing is just throwing his body around. Not much else. Bjork's been the only highlight on that line, and that's if he's your only highlight on that on your line, then that line must be really bad. I mean, and and I give Bjork a D again just because he does have flashes of creativity, flashes of skill, um, and and he does bring some energy to that line. Um, but outside of that, that line's been terrible for you. It really has, uh, and honestly, I, I and I'm cool with it because I, I I'm not attached to fourth line guys. You never get attached to fourth line guys, really, but like. I'm fine with them, like, getting rid of those guys. Seriously, just get them out. Maybe see what other thir- uh, fourth line you can come up with that's uh, that's better than they are at this point. Because, they, to me, they've been soft. They haven't been there when they needed to be. And they haven't done much for the team. I agree. Um, and, Tyler, you mentioned Studnicka, um, who and we've seen some of him, not, not really a ton. I'm going to give him a C. Um, being on that four li- fourth line, only one goal. He's played 16 games, has one assist. He's a minus one. Uh, definitely can see some potential in him, but, I mean, the, he's he's got to fill into his frame. He's not quite there yet. Yeah, I mean, with Sidnicka, like, missing like, these wide-open nets, that I understand. It's a, He's a rookie. He's playing the NHL for pretty much the first, the first time in this year. Yeah, a couple well, of I don't flashes. think I would give a rookie an excuse for missing the net. Well, it happens, man. He's just—it's just probably just panic. Him with him, understand? With Corrali, he should be finishing it. Not seeing him finish those nets is shameful to watch. But but Sid Nickman, he's just—he's just developing. That's all he's doing. Like like with Frederick, I'm gonna have to give him a C too. I mean, he's not been great, but he's been okay. I, I like watching him. Yeah, he's been okay to average at best. So C, yeah, C works for me. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's definitely been uh, – Sadiq has been a C for me. But I think um, most of the times he's playing, he's not playing uh, to to his natural position, which is center. I think on wing he's not been uh, a good player at all. But when you put him at center, he looks much better. And he's looked much better when Cassidy's put him at center. I just think his issue is much like Earl, uh, Earl Valkanainen is those dudes need to put on like 40 pounds worth of muscle or something this offseason. Um, I think that's his biggest issue right now. But, I, I mean, I like what I see from the kid. He drives to the net, uh, second-effort guy. Um, he w- he's willing to get back defensively. Uh, and he's, you know, he's missing that like a few times. And I'm just like, oh, dude, if you just buried some of those chances. Um, but if he, you know, fills out and goes into his frame and puts on some weight, I think he can he will be able to bury those chances better um, and, you know, be a more effective player. Do I think he's a top-line guy? No. But could he be a future second-line sentiment? Yeah, I think so. Um, but he and Falcon Island, same issue. They need to put on some serious weight. Yeah, I, I, I forget about Falcon Island. We've seen him so little this year. Um, I don't even have him on my list here. Uh, next up, I had uh, John Moore. Um I don't think we're going to spend much time no, on this guy getting in a fucking F. He sucks. F, yep. F all the way. Yeah, there you go. Uh, one of many piss-poor signings by Don Sweeney. Um, let's see. I got two incompletes when Lausanne and Miller uh, both were playing pretty de- decent. Both have been injured. 
Lausanne, I would give a B minus. Uh, if I had to give him a grade, and Miller, I would give a B for what he brings to the table. Um, yeah. As far as toughness, and you know, I mean, the guy's working on fucking Bobby Orr's knees right now, but he's still trying to get out there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, love uh, stuff from Jeremy Lausanne, man. He's he has obviously, I think behind Rich G, he's been the most improved player, absolutely by far. I love that I've seen from Lausanne. He's a tough kid. He's bringing a lot more effort than he did in the than last season. You know what? He has been really decent in that first line when he was playing with McAvoy before he got, he got hurt. Yeah. He was pretty good. Absolutely. I love that pairing. I absolutely love that pairing. I thought he was great on that pairing with McAvoy. He's he's, he's not he's not going to provide you any offense, really. But um, I think you did see it at one point. Like, like he has some of that to his game. I mean, he had a, he had that sick pass to Marshan one game, I believe it was, where he just went down behind the net, right, fed him perfectly, and he uh, Marshan buried it. Um so he's, but outside of that, he's not going to be an offensive guy. But you see, he's a shutdown guy. Yeah, and honestly, I, I love that next to McAvoy. I think um, that helps McAvoy be more the defenseman he needs to be. Uh, but having him on that first pairing, he has not looked out of sorts, and I want him back desperately right now. Uh, I need him to come back from injury. I thought it was supposed to. I don't know how long it's been. Quite honestly, with you guys, I don't know how long it's been since he's been out. I'm hoping his return is soon. But I, I, I like Lausanne. You know, I really do. He's um, and he's really encouraging. So keep him and McAvoy together. I love that pair. Uh, Lausanne has played 16 games. We're at 28, so we've been missing him for the last 12 games. Okay. Um, yeah. I got a, as far as forward skaters, I got a few incompletes. Carson Coleman, incomplete, although probably would grade as an F or something like that. Uh, Andre Kasha, who we saw for two whole games, right? Right? Do we see him for two games F this year? Minus. Yeah. That guy's uh, an F minus. Another incomplete. I give him a grade of just fucking trade him. Um, Sinitian, incomplete. Uh, only saw him for the one game and he got injured. Um, am I really missing any more of the forward skaters? We can, we'll can we go over goaltending next. Uh, forwards, a defenseman. Anyone else you guys want to talk There's about? There's back in nine and we can grade. I mean, I, I, I could give him a C. He's yeah. like Sudnicka. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, he's got to improve his game. He's developing. Would definitely he'll be a really good yeah. In there for the defenseman. Yeah, he's got some speed. He's got some skill. Uh, just again, needs to fill out his frame. He does. Yeah. I, I mean, he got like you know that no, noticeably that that uh, that hit with Kreider when you know in Kreider he's a he's a man. He's like a big dude, and Vakanai just got bounced right off of him, and that led to his uh, ultimate goal. So I mean, Vakanai, I I. I He's been honestly. He, he's also been kind of vanilla, but I mean, you know, first year as an NHL defenseman, um, and he was getting kind of like kind of big minutes at one point. But he just needs to fill into his frame. He needs to like grow some size. He needs to get bigger, eat some sandwiches or something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like eat some of those uh, Bill Belichick Subway subs um, and put on some weight there. But once he does that, I think he'll be a serviceable, uh, potentially top pair uh, defenseman. Not your number one. Definitely not a number no. one guy. But. Uh, he, he's serviceable. Uh, one more guy I wanted to grade was also Jared Tenorti, who also recently joined the team. I might give him a B minus because he replaces John Moore. He just he's just in that really just for that reason alone. Watch. Just for that yeah. reason, he's <laughs> tough. Honest to God, I have never seen John Moore ever drop the gloves. He does not step up for the teammates. He never fucking did it. He doesn't Jared ruin Tenorti his nail polish. One, Jared Tenorti in one game just fought against Tom Wilson after that dirty hit on Brendan Carlo, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it was, what, his first or second game with the team? I, I didn't yeah. know what we were getting from Tenorti, um, other than the fact that I knew that he could drive for, like, 17 hours straight or something. 
when he first got here. But I, I've liked what I've seen. Unfortunately, he's yet another um, Don Sweeney concussion case. You know, and, well, I, and yeah, I get it. Unfortunately, now playing, is. playing sports, we've probably already had several concussions. Um, what am I talking about? Um, I, I had a pretty bad Is one, and, and I know they're not really a joke. I do like to joke about mine and uh, how it made me extra stupid. Um, but, you know, I didn't think you could get any, any dumber than I already was to begin with. But it just seems like every year for the last four or five years, somebody that Sweeney has picked up has gone down for a considerable amount of time due to a concussion. And oh. I, I don't know if that's you're not getting your medicals right when you do these things or you're just you're so far behind the rest of the league as far as trying to move towards those faster skaters and stuff that you're not doing the proper homework on these guys uh and that's you know we we can get don't worry justin i got the gm in here for you too so uh (laughs) i'll give i'll give you ample opportunity to crap on them but again i just feel like it Two out of every three guys that Sweeney gets is a concussion problem. Yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. I, I, in regards to Tenoni, I give the guy a B. Um, and quite frankly, skill wise, he's a C. I mean, he's a, he's a, another bottom pairing guy. Uh, he doesn't bring you much outside of size and, and kind of like that stay at home defenseman. Um, but I got to give the guy credit. I mean, he drove all the way here. It's just so therefore he didn't have to go through the COVID-19 protocol. His second game as a Bruin, he, he gets into a fight with Tom Wilson to, and stands up. I mean, like, you know, and, and you like to see it from a guy. I, I Again, like, I, I really like that. I think he's a, a good guy. Skill-wise, a bottom pair defenseman. I mean, you know, who can maybe, like, help out in your penalty kill and stuff like that. But outside of that, he's nothing, nothing fancy. Yeah, he could be a decent shutdown player, just like. Just yeah. to ruin those chances. He's a, good, he's a good big body. He can skate. He's not the best skater, but he can skate. And, you know, he's there for his team. So, I mean. And that, yeah. That's all. So, he's, he's been good. I, I, I like to know. I'm not going to really, really crap on him, dude. Because I think he, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, got a good hit on his shoulders, I guess. Well, actually, not really because he has, has concussion history, right? So, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> not than Kasha, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean I mean. Kasha, we still don't even have a goddamn timetable on the guy. He's been out since, I don't know, last April. And honestly, I'm fine. I'm fine with him not being on the ice, quite frankly. I, I'm fine with that. He can stay up for the rest of the season. At this point, you got, you got to loan him to uh, Providence. If he, ever, if he ever comes back, loan him to Providence. Have him bump up his numbers down there so you can trade him for like a fifth or sixth round pick. Because <laughs> that's about all he's worth. God. All right. Uh, goaltending, Tuka Rask. Uh, I have him graded as a B. Um, well, let me pull up some stats. I know he's been out for a little while, and he's definitely not your best goaltender this year. He's got a 2.46 goals against average, a 9.06 save percentage, 8-4 and 2 in 14 games. Again, he's just he's been good, not great. He's kept you in some games. He's blown a game or so for you. Um, yeah, I mean. Tuka's usually my guy. Halak's my guy this year. Yeah, I agree with Dave. Halak is my guy this year, man. Uh, Rask, I'm going to give him a B. He's, as Dave said, not good. Well, actually, you know, good, but not great. He's not been, like, absolutely excellent. I I've seen a couple of awesome saves from him. That definitely, like, saves of the week. But honest to God, man, Vlad Dar is taking that spot for some epic saves if he just has more games in. 
that he had one Fladar had one epic ass save in the Penguins game with, with that stick save. One of the best things I've ever seen. That was his first game. Rask, I've seen it. He does it, but I haven't seen him do it in quite a long time. That's because his well, he's injured. I know, but he's been decent this year. Just not awesome like he used to be. Yeah, no, it, you know, I see. I, I, I give the goaltending tandem both uh, both a B. I mean, they've had they've had some really stellar games. They really have both goaltenders, Rask and Halak. Um, but they've also had some really crappy games. Um, Halak, honestly, I thought he wasn't that great to start the season. I don't. I didn't think he was all that all, all that great. Um, and I thought that like you know his his uh, stats were so good because he hadn't played as much as uh, Rask was playing. Um, but he, but he's 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 get he's you know okay he's he's gotten better for sure I think he's a big big reason why um, I think the goaltending has been a big reason why he even in some of these games quite frankly yeah um, but they but they haven't been consistently good enough for me to to, to give them an uh, an A for sure because um, they still have like those games where Tuka takes a poopa in his pants mm. um, you know what I mean and and, and Halak sometimes he, he looks like Halak um, you play Halak one game too many. And he turned into an absolute sieve, couldn't stop a beach ball. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, I, you know, neither of them, I, I think, are Vesna Trophy candidates at all. It's, 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 they've been fine. They've kept you in games, and they've also blown you some games. So, they've been fine. Nothing yeah. to write home. Halak sounds going to give you a B for me, too. Yeah, I got, I got Halak as a B plus because, again, I feel like he's having a little bit better season, so I wanted to reflect that in his grade. Um, 13 games played, 7-4-2, 206 goals against, 921 save percentage. Um, he's even got a few shutouts this year, too, where I don't think Rask has a single one. Oh, he doesn't. Uh, let's see what's he got. He's got two shutouts this year, one against the Rangers. and um, But, yeah, I mean, as far as your goaltending tandem, B overall. Halak, I give the slight edge at a B plus, uh, and if you want to throw Vladar in there, I got to give him an incomplete. But on a total reactionary based, on, I'll give him an A for the game grade uh, yeah. that he did play. Yeah. Uh, a for the game he played. Yeah. I will One say that. One thing yeah, for Vladar is he, he is can he be consistent though? That's the that's why I can say he's incomplete. We gotta we gotta we gotta play one more game from him. Well, you're gonna, oh, right. gonna see him for more than just two games, yeah. though. I I think, and you know, yeah. Halak. You want to talk about if you want to talk about consistency, if Rask is gonna be out for an extended, more of an extended period of time, because it doesn't sound like, I mean, I heard somebody refer to it as a mystery injury. I saw him grabbing his back, so that's why earlier I joked about a fake back injury. I just figured Jimmy might like that, considering we crap on Jimmy enough yeah. during this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> throw him a bone every once in a while. Um, but Halak's going to be the one who has to show that consistency. And then Vladar, yeah. Vladar, Vladar. Absolutely. Uh, Danny, oh, Danny, oh, Danny boy down there. He's going to have to show that he can come in uh, hot and cold, or you're going to see Swayman up here. Um, who's yeah. having a much better, seemingly a much better season. They're both having good seasons in the AHL, but. Well, quite, quite, quite yeah. honestly, Dave, I was actually, uh, I, that was actually, that's, this is actually a knock I'm going to put against Cassie is um, I was, I was shocked that he didn't also announce Vladar as um, the starting goalie for the Buffalo game the other night. I was like, hey, listen, he, he had a good, good first NHL game uh, against yeah. Pittsburgh. He's feeling amped. Ride him. Keep yeah. trying. I, you know I, I mean? I, I'll put him. Get the Buffalo Sabres team that sucks. 
have, keep him in there. Keep the kid in there. See what he can do if you throw him a few games. Um, I, I, I want to see that. And quite honestly, I feel like had these games not been postponed, you probably would have seen him back in that. Um, but I, I think, honestly, ride this kid. See what he can do, really. Really, yeah. I think, yeah, I think if the Buffalo game ha- game happened tonight, I actually probably would have seen him as a starting goaltender. I think he would have played amazing against this team. I, I love what I've seen from Vladar. But, yeah, it's just the question about him is consistency. Can he keep that up? It's just, it's just one game. It was a really good fucking game, but we'll see, what, see we what happens. we we'll see what the kid can what do. Happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, moving on to special teams. I got the power play um, at a B and the penalty kill as an, as an A. Um, your penalty kill, I feel, has been way more consistent uh, in your power play. We've talked about this several times over the last few weeks. Is uh, It gets very stagnant, you know, um, because you just have your first line out there uh, take away a defenseman, add a, another forward, depending on how, whatever, however you want to mix that up at certain times. But, um, yeah, I mean, special teams you really can't complain about. I, I just feel like we talk, I talk about this all the time is how stagnant that – uh, power play gets when everybody knows you're trying to find Pastanak over in the, in the dot. Um, I do like having Pastanak move up to the blue line. He's had a couple long-range bombs that have gone in recently. Uh, maybe mix that in a little bit more often than you had been in the past. Um, and then your penalty kill. I think they have four short-handed goals on the year. I, I'm, that's probably wrong, but... Um, you know, you have, you have you have that, I mean, could be an all-time forward pairing on the penalty kill of Marshawn and Bergeron. Um, so, I mean, I think they have close to 60 uh, shorthanded goals in their careers between the two of them. Um, I don't know. Justin, what are your thoughts on the special teams so far? Well, I, I think, honestly, Dave, I think both, both uh, special teams units had question marks this year, right? Because... On the penalty kill, you're losing Chara. And on the power play, you're losing Krug. Um, so I think there was definitely questions surrounding both special teams units. Like, what's it going to look like? Are they going to be as effective? So on and so forth. Penalty kill, I give an A. Um, you know, because Carlos stepped in that role. I mean, I know he's hurt, hurt right now, but he stepped in that role as that shutdown guy there. McAvoy's fulfilling that role. I know I saw Lausanne on there. Um, and Martian and Bergeron have got to be the best penalty killing duo in the entire NHL. Um, I, I swear to God, because th- when those two are on the penalty kill, I love watching them out there because I'm like, ooh, who's going to get a breakaway? Who's going to get a sick pass and score? No. Um, so absolute A-plus around for the penalty kill. Uh, they've, they've been awesome, and they've had to kill off quite a few penalties. Uh, there was one game, like uh, uh, I think it was against the Rangers. But I swear to God, the rest were calling every five. freaking yeah, penalty. Was, was five, they were five for five against the Rangers, I believe, a couple games yeah, back. And, and they shut them down, so I love it. Power play has been a little underwhelming, very much so underwhelming, and I give it a C, quite honestly. Um, and that's mainly because I, we've seen it in years past. Um, like, like it, it, they've seemed to always consistently have the top five best power play in the entire league. Um, if not even in the top three, they've been at, like you can almost count at one point um, in the past few seasons. You could just count that when they got a power play, there's a goal coming. Um, and now I, I, they've tried having five forwards out there. They've tried mixing it up with uh, having two defensemen, maybe one defenseman. Um, so I don't know what it is. I, I, I honestly, and I hate to say it, but I do contribute a lot of that to the absence of Tory Krug. Um, because, I mean, Grizzly, he's not a Tory Krug. 
Um, McAvoy, I want to see more on that uh, power play unit. I really do. Um, I think as a as number one defenseman, that should be his role. Um, but that being said, though, their power play has been really inconsistent, really lacking at times. They had a huge stretch where they couldn't seem to score a goal on the power play um, this season. So I, I know they've scored five and 20 now, but, like, it's been mediocre, quite honestly. Um, I, 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 I'm happy about it because it's forced them to score more five on five. Um, but I'm unhappy about it because they can't score five on five. So... <laughs> You know, it, it, it's a double exploit here. So, like, it's like, oh, you know, at this point, I'm like, I kind of want their power play to be good because that's the only way they can score. Mm. Yeah. Uh, power play for me has got to be a C plus. They've been most games they've been good, but others they're just absolute underwhelming and flat. We, we've been letting in quite a bit of shorthanded goals lately, and then there's just other games where we're just like 0 and 4, but barely any shots. Like, we, there's just one day where just, that's just absolutely abysmal. And another day, they're just really good with Pasternak like, getting that goal. I always get really excited to see the power play and then just later just get really disappointed to watch it. As for the penalty kill, that, they get an A. They've been absolutely excellent this year. I thought they wouldn't be great, but they've, they've proved me wrong, the, the penalty kill. Marcia and Bergeron, as Justin said, they are probably the best duo in the NHL right now with penalty kills. They they just been really exciting to watch on that, and the defense they they've they've stepped up in that penalty kill man, Lauzon, Carlo, even Grizzlick man like I've even I love what I watch from the penalty kill. All right, moving on to coaching. Um, actually, before we move on to coaching, I just I was thinking about this. Um, maybe what the Bruins need to do in order to get to a cup is go back to that 2011 power play that was fucking atrocious and just stop scoring on the on the power, on the power play cuz i what did they score like one power play goal that whole playoff uh, i don't know we've gone a, we've gone a long way from complaining about the power play from not scoring 10 years ago to now complaining that they only score like i don't know one out of every four times. <laughs> hey, hey Dave, again, I'm all for it. I'm all for them having the crappiest power play in the league. That's totally fine. As long as you can score, five, can score on five, five on five. five. But you can't score five on five. So your power play needs to be good. <laughs> like, you can't score five on five. You got to hope that your power play is good. Absolutely. All right, moving on to coaching and uh, front office GM. Coaching, I'm going to give a – I'm caught between a C-plus and a B-minus. Um, I feel like Cassidy needs to do a little bit more as far as – if you're going to keep Krejci, move him up, move Bergeron down. I know it's sacrilegious to take Bergeron off of that top line, but I, I think that's some, like the one-line combination he hasn't tried this year. And GM, uh, you know, C-minus at best. You gave us – you took away two good defenders and gave us a bunch of rookies. Rookies have played well. The defense is not what I'm complaining about. But this is what do we say? Five years with uh, Sweeney, and again, we're still always looking for a, a second line. Forget about someone for Krejci. How about a second line in general? Uh, and now you don't even yeah. have a third line, and your fourth line's friggin' falling apart like the uh, the rusty the rusty tow truck in the movie Cars. So I mean. Yeah. Hey, Hey, I like. Hey, don't, I liked him, man. I liked him, man. Ooh, Larry, the don't, cable don't, guy. Yeah, he was great in that. Yeah, wait, wait, 
what's his name? Fender, Fender, or whatever. Who was it? No, I, no, no. I forget. Yeah, in, in cars or whatever. No, I, I like him, man. All right, don't reduce him to Don Sweeney's level. <laughs> no, it's the all rest. Right. It's the rest of the team that's falling apart, like the tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyler, why don't you go first? Because Justin's gonna have a rant when he gets to the GM, and we might, yeah, we may run out of audio tape. I won't take. I won't take too much time on this on the coaching staff. They did a C plus. Like they're just meh. I mean, they were better last year with the medical staff and stuff. The medical staff this year, I, I'm gonna have to give them a D minus, like a D plus. Seriously, they they can't get any of their players healthy right the now. Medical staff, yeah, I didn't even think of them. I'd give them an F at best. <laughs> yeah, they were much better. Well, medical staff, they have one exception, and that's Pasternak. He came back like an absolute stud, and he's been an A plus in every single game he's been playing in. That's the one thing they've been going with for the medical staff. The rest of the players, I don't know what's they're yeah. doing with them. His was an off-season thing, the in-season stuff where Grizzly gets hurt and he's back okay. to his game, yeah. gets hurt in the same that very same game. Like that was, I, I'll definitely give you the medical staff's got to do better on that part. Yeah. Um, During the season, that they've been abysmal. Yeah. They just they can't get any of these players healthy. Um, yeah, coaching staff with Cassidy. Yeah, it's just meh. They can't. They gotta. They just need to find more players to like figure out what to do with. Krejci, like the second line, they just cannot do anything with that. I, I think that's gotta be a GM thing with Sweeney. He's gotta figure that out. Like, who can Krejci play with? Sweeney's gotta get a C minus for me. Like, yeah, he's not been great. He's not getting GM of the year anytime soon. I'm telling you that right now. It's just two years ago. <laughs> yeah, but after that, he just. Uh, and that was because he brought us Charlie Coyle, who is um, colder than now he's hit right now. Yeah. Like, and leave it and leave it to the Bruins to 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 choke away Stanley Cup, and the GM gets GM of the Year award. So it happens, right? When we suck, they get all the awards. You know what I mean? So I, I know. And then they coach to um, choke away the President's Trophy and get Coach of the Year. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, back they get bounced by Tampa in five games, and then he gets uh, coach of the year. Playing John Moore as a fourth line forward. Hey, oh. so, John Moore never looks so good. <laughs> Maybe that's what he should be. It's, it's, instead of nine minutes of ice time, he got five. <laughs> oh, man. So. All right, guys. So, I, so as far as my coaching thing goes, so I, 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 this is what I look at when I go with uh, coaches and GMs and whatnot. So, coaching, like, if if you have a wicked talented team, I'm not gonna necessarily go like, oh, the coach is awesome because um, John Cooper, I don't think he's that great of a coach, but his roster is stacked. So, I mean, like, they're gonna they're gonna be like dominant. So, um, I judge a coach basically based on like the team he has, like Belichick. You see why he's one of the greatest coaches in the entire history of football. Not just because of the Super Bowl appearances and all that stuff. But like last year, he had a dumpster fire of a team. Any other NFL coach would have maybe gotten a win, maybe two out of that roster, and he was able to get them seven wins. Seven. 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 You know what I mean? And so I and it, you know, and that's why I'm just like, well, that's why he's the greatest coach because he even the crappiest players he has, he can at least get something out of them, and. That's why I like Bruce Cassidy because, quite honestly, he has not had a great roster. He really has not. At one point uh, during his second year as head coach, I think his – well, his first year as full head coach, they were playing with a mostly AHL roster because uh, there was injuries to Carlo. There was injuries to Chara. There was injuries to, I think, McAvoy. Um, I think Bergeron was out. 
Um, and, you know, they had backs and everything else like that. And they were still serviceable. They were still produced. I mean, and granted, they avoided Tampa Bay in that uh, playoff run. But I, I think, you know, he's he helped elevate them. He's helped uh, make them a much more offensive team out, uh, when it transitioned to him. They've been much more offensive. He's been more willing to shake up the lines. He's encouraged his uh, younger players and players to take those chances in the offensive zone. I think he's been an effective coach. I give him a B plus. But the only reason I don't give him an A is because he, I will admit, he has made some questionable line choices. Um, I mean, that, that playoff series in Tampa last year, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Um, it almost seemed like he was doing some desperation moves there. But outside of that, I think for what he's been given as a roster, he's done really well with it. And I like Bruce Cassie, and I love that he calls out his players. I really do. I love that. He doesn't beat around the bush. And someone's like, what's up with Jay Tabus? I don't know. He sucks. Yeah, like, like, you know what I mean, like, that's, hey, that's at least he's not that. like John Tortorella, who's been absolutely, who has now finally been like, ugh, just bad coach. Oh, John yeah. Tortorella's been horrible this year. Yeah, but he's Jack a great Stormy, personality. Patrick Liney. I, I, I don't, guy. I don't love Tortorella, but I love his personality. Uh, I think one of the best things he did was last year when um, the reporter's mom was calling. He's like, "Hey, it's your mom calling, by the way," and he picks up and he's like, "Yeah, I'm in the middle of a press conference. Can he call you back?" <laughs> I didn't hear about that. That's awesome. Oh, though. it was great. Oh man. Oh, I mean, he's a clown. He really is. Tony Brown's a clown. But I, I, and Columbus has their own issues. And I oh, think yeah. honestly, he is, a, he is a big part of those issues. They're the, um, the dumpster pre-fire right now. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, you every star player on that roster wants to leave. I, you know, you kind of have to look at the coach there. Um, same thing with Mike Babcock. That guy's an asshole. Absolute asshat. Um, yeah, no I heard well, with Mitch Marner and stuff. Ugh. Yeah, that whole thing. And now, and now, I don't know if you guys know this. He was, now he's like, dude, he can't find a freaking job anywhere. So now he's like, uh, oh, I think he's he's NHL analysis on the NBC channel. Yeah, and he does yeah. a shitty job of that too. Yeah, he, the guy. <laughs> I mean, I think he's like he pisses excellence. I'm like, dude, what, what, what have you done? All your players hate you. All your teams hate you. You can't find a coaching job. I don't think you're that good of a coach. I really don't. He never he's an was. He, he never was. He was, and it came out, uh, you know, after he last got fired and before he started on NBC that about how big of a dick he really was. So, you know what? Yeah. You get what you deserve in life, don't you? No, exactly. So, so, uh, nobody's crying for him. Karma. He made plenty of money. You know, it's not like he's going to have to go for, want for anything at this point, no. you know? No, go go swallow some hot dogs and play in a me- um, beer league or some shit like that, Bab- Babcock. Wait, what are we talking about Babcock or uh, Phil Kessel? Oh, Phil, oh, that's <laughs> right. I mean, I think they're interchangeable there. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as far as John Sweeney goes, you guys know my, my takes. F His F minus has an F minus, which is <laughs> like, I don't think you can get much worse than that. That GM of the Year award made me want to, made me projectile vomit like that guy in the movie The Gentleman. I don't know if you guys have seen it with Matthew McConaughey. Great movie. Hilarious throw up scene at one point. So definitely check that out. That's another one to throw at you. But this Chinese guy, he gets poisoned and he just goes like, and that's like literally that's what Jimmy's takes about McAvoy make me do and that's what um, the GM of, of the year award for Don Sweeney makes me do as a GM you dress the needs of your team now you build your team for the future and you have sometimes have to make hard but creative choices and he's done none of that he has thrown stiff after stiff after stiff on this roster he has not addressed the, the secondary scoring issue. And when he has tried to, again, the Kashas, the Hazes, 
the Bacchuses, the all these terrible free. He can't. He. I don't want him signing free agents. I, he can't do that. He can't sign free agents to uh, good contracts because he chooses all the shithole free uh, free agents. This year, he doesn't go after Toffoli. Doesn't go after. I mean, and I granted Toffoli was a free agent, but he was clearly talented. He's clearly talented. Um, he didn't go after Josh Anderson hard enough. Both those guys would make this roster so much better at this point, five on five. Although and Anderson's so get, pretty cold lately. You know, and and I know he was hot at one point. But I'm like DeBrusque and Coyle, who have been not hot I, at all. Dude, oh, absolutely. I would have. I would take him over. Honestly, ninety percent of our roster, personally. Um, I like what he's going defensively. Sure, that's great. Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah, this is just draft pick. That's great. Woo. Carlo Lamont, whatever. <laughs> but outside of that, he has done nothing. He is not creative enough. He let Tory Crew go, which you probably could have gotten like a fifth round pick for those rights. He let he's let Char go, which maybe you could have gotten some for him. Uh, he's gonna let. He's probably gonna let Krejci walk for nothing, um, and the farm system sucks. It's it, NHL scouting central has rated it the worst prospect system in the league. So he's not really building anything in the future. I you can't trust him to pull off a big trade. As far as I'm concerned, he totally wasted the last good years of this core. Absolutely wasted them, um, and it, to get the Rick Nashes of the world and all this other crap. And quite honestly, I, I have no idea why he won that GM of the, of the year. Where I really don't. I don't even know why they want him as an assistant GM for Team Canada. Charlie, like Charlie Coyle and Marcus Johansson. That's why. Like wanted. you know, and like and like and those guys were third line guys. I'm like, it's not even like they were like 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 stud second uh, top of second liners, and they still like lost that Stanley Cup. So I mean. He's done nothing to address the needs of this team. Our farm system blows. Um, he's had so a plethora of shitty free agent signings. I mean, in that 2015 draft, man, like, what are you doing? The stats, the the, the players were there. That and like, I read something somewhere. Well, you know, scouting doesn't really listen to central scouting. Really, maybe they should. Maybe they should. Because maybe you would have a guy like Braden Point. Maybe you would have a guy like Matthew Balzal if you did. And honestly, that knock pick, that was Keith Gretzky. He was the one who was like, yo, get this guy. And since Keith Gretzky left, like, oh, well, who do we have for scouts, really? So Don Sweeney needs to go get him the hell out of here. I, 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 he's going to – if we keep him as GM, welcome to the dark ages, boys. Welcome to the dark ages of the Bruins. Hmm. All right. All uh- right. Yeah, we we knew that was gonna be coming from you. Uh, his, his F minus <laughs> oh, gets man. an F minus was maybe a little more than I thought, but yeah, pretty yep. much on brand for you, sir. Uh. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't really have much else other than uh, for my my closing thought was I read an article by uh, Ty Anderson on ninety eight five the Sports Hub this week, and his his question and the premise of this article was. Uh, is there too much pressure on these Bruins? To which I answer, answer no. No. You, you guys have scored over 100 points, what, the last three straight seasons? Uh, you won a President's Trophy last year. You guys have gone to uh, pretty deep into the playoffs. And is there too much pressure? Uh, if, if you want to say there's too much pressure because the Patriots suck last year and the Red Sox suck and the Celtics are – just a bunch of fucking prima donnas. Um, <laughs> they are back. Dude. Then sure, but really no, I, I don't think. I think this is the exact amount of pressure that this team needs right now. Um, no, you, you're not always going to be perfect, which is why the perfection line is a ridiculous name for a line. Um, 
But no, there's so the right amount honest, of pressure they, right they now. They really are ten this years, year. Ten years of this basic core, and for the last seven years, you've been wasting it at least. So, no. No, Ty. I'm very sorry, Ty Anderson of 985thesportshub.com, but I, I full-heartedly disagree with that assessment that it's too much pressure on this team. Uh, Justin, final thoughts? Yeah, Ozzy, like, like I, I, I fully agree, Dave. I mean, not to mention um, what, what, when, when he says, like, too much pressure, like, like, what are you expecting out of him? That's what my head goes to. What are you expecting out of him? Um, I don't think it's not not enough pressure because I'm not trying to get them to a Stanley Cup this year because they're not going to get to a Stanley Cup this year. They're not going to get to a Stanley Cup for another, probably another five, six years at the very least. And that's assuming Don Sweeney gets his head out of his ass. Um, so, I mean, no, I did, there's no pressure there whatsoever. I mean, I don't expect much from them. Um, and what I do expect is for the top line to produce like it has all these few years. So, I mean, no, if anything, there should be pressure on the GM um, for sure to, to no. get his shit together. But outside of that, no, I don't know what he's talking about. Tyler, closing thoughts? Uh, the, the perfection line this year has actually kind of been our perfection line. They've been they've been there all the time for us. They're the reason why we're actually Except for one o'clock not games. making the playoffs. True, but they're the reason why we're actually in the play, like, cons- like pretty much going to make the playoffs. If we didn't have players like Pasternak or Marshan, man, we'd, we'd be like Buffalo. We'd just be an abysmal team. Take out that take out that line, and this team would be the worst team in the entire National Hockey League. Guaranteed. Yeah. Worse than Detroit. Worse than Detroit. Worse than Buffalo, maybe. And Buffalo. And that's saying something. That's yeah, that is. Worse than Seattle Kraken, and that's also saying something too. <laughs> and then not and Buffalo can be worse. And Buffalo can be worse than Boston can too. Oh goodness! All right, gentlemen. With games canceled today and on, I think uh, what I say Tuesday, um, yeah. Bruins will play again next Thursday against the Islanders. I really wouldn't be sad to see another Islanders game get postponed because, well, let's face it, we gotta beat them. You can't beat them anyway. Um, no, no, we can't. We we've been sweeped by them. So I'm Moral not. Sweep. I'm not sure exactly when we'll have something to talk about again. <laughs> <laughs> due to this but uh, it's been a, another good show I agree with pretty much most of you guys' grades um, and uh, I love talking hockey with you guys only why I can really disagree was that Honors Bjork one he's been much worse than a C- minus. or what a, what like a, a he's your Lindholm this year okay yeah <laughs> alright I was right about Pa Lindholm last year and I'm right about Bjork on the fourth line this year he's been the best out of the three and that's not saying much at all. Okay, I, I agree with that, but he's still... <laughs> so, it reflected in my grave. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Tyler, I love arguing with you about the, the mid-season grades, so I... Absolutely, man. At the end, of the, at the end of the season, we'll argue again about the finals. All right. Justin Ventola, Tyler Scales, I'm David Rodriguez. We are the Boston Bee Party. Hopefully, next time we talk to you, we'll have good old Jimmy Shea back. Gentlemen, enjoy your Saturday. Hey, you, you too, two man. guys. Enjoy the weather. Thank you for having me. See ya. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! <laughs>